Hey pals, how many of you out there think the definition of too little too late just might be a sprinkler going off in a building half blown up and slowly collapsing in a grand and stately fashion? Neil, is this too little too late or a case of not enough but just right on time? It's perfectly timed for its comic effect, which is how I took it. Okay. Crystal Did you Bat- want a serious answer to that question? No, no, I think it's fine. <laughs> Did you <laughs> want a joke? <laughs> Neil, I want you to be you. All right. I think everything that happens here is perfect timing, perfect time, right when it needs mm. to happen. Oh, I was going to say you had 90 seconds on the clock. Go. Oh, I'm done. Oh, shit. Time's up. John, <laughs> rebuttal, but in Portuguese. In Portuguese? Uh, yes. Tudo bem, tudo bom, obrigado. Those are the only Portuguese words I know. Hey, that works. That works. I just I said it's good. Yes. <laughs> say it. <laughs> uh, oh no, I had to say you. So, você tem um pau grande. Nice. Okay, we don't have to. We don't have to delete that because it's another language. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you're in Portugal. <laughs> if you're a Portuguese oh, listener and you heard that, or guess Brazil. what? She's talking to you. <laughs> it's All nothing right, but complimentary. Back, listeners. Um, sorry, are we done with the intro there, George? Oh, we're done. Okay, we're done. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, minute 119, Die Hard Minute. I should probably tell you what the show is. Um, and uh, George, what's happening in this minute here? Go, shoot. We open this minute with the fire suppression system speaking parcel tongue and close a minute later with an example of unsuccessful multitasking. Mm, yeah, what happened at the end there? Yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Neil's making sure you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm oh, fact checking okay. you. I'm fact checking <laughs> you. <laughs> well, yeah. This this minute, I guess the first bit of this minute is really about yet another explosion, yet another thing to to put John through. Although this doesn't, this one doesn't really seem to affect him that much. But I I do like it. You get the comic effect of the elevator bing. It's a Japanese elevator. It's very polite. <laughs> it's Telling an explosion. Thirty third floor coming down. <laughs> it's an explosion that knows how to use an elevator. It's yeah. a sentient yeah. explosion. This is always. <laughs> I was always trying to like figure that out. Is it is it just like a sensor thing? It's yeah. like it feels something's coming this way, so it's just going to ding. I was always trying to like make a logical like you know connection with why the Dell elevator dinged, and then you know the entire wall blew out. <laughs> well, the, the elevator dings are. Awesome, and it's like one of the great little sound design elements that uh, that makes this movie work in a lot of ways. Because you get it like right at the beginning when he first comes into the lobby, and then he goes and sees that poor security guard, uh, hapless security guard that ends up getting shot right away, and you hear the ding of the elevator right away. So it's it pierces right into your head. It goes, this is the sound of the elevator. You don't think anything of it at first. But throughout the rest of the movie, it's a harbinger of doom, right? Like every time you hear that, it's like... Typically when the elevator opens, stuff's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. So here it's kind of the comedic, over-the-top, like, here's one more, but this time it's just going to be a ball of fire that comes up. And he's like, come on already. He's like, Jesus. Really? (laughs) It is great comedically, and it is kind of speaking, you know, kind of hearkening back to different moments throughout the movie. It's a little bit of a meta joke to the through line of the elevator. Um, mm. But it's 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 silly too. I mean, I like it, but it's silly. It's like, how like does it. this elevator? Did it go thirtieth floor and push the button on the way down? <laughs> like, oh no, this like is my floor. Oh, finger, stop. <laughs> See, my thought was it was like uh, movie time again, where the um, elevator 
but instead of it going down when the, the so like the elevator was at the top and then when the explosion happened mm. it let go of the um the cable or something so the elevator right. dropped but yeah. maybe my thought was the elevator is only a couple floors as opposed to all the way down to the bottom Maybe there's two sets of elevators, you know? No, so I think oh, what right. happened was is the fact that they t- had to take the elevator back down to this floor. And then when the explosion came down the shaft, it hit this, it hit it like a stopper. And then it just made the explosion go out sideways versus mm-hmm. it just kind of bogged up the tube. Otherwise, it would have just followed the path of least resistance and gone all the way down the shaft. But they shut the elevator off at that floor. And so it yeah. just sort of like, that's where it backfilled. And then that's where it blew out. That's the t- pyrotechnic explanation of it. It's also funny. <laughs> It's also funny. Well, Willis gives a really good grunt right at the beginning of this minute too. I just don't want to go by. We always have. To, we should give a shout out to all of his. It's like a moon grunt. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's weird. It's he's just, definitely got that overload sensory overload. Like what the hell is happening? Sort of feel. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good. I mean, people. Certain actors have their signature cries like sounds of pain or you know, of course Schwarzenegger is the ultimate example he actually has an accent while he's just groaning that should be a universal you know, thing, Chewbacca but... has his and... <laughs> yeah uh, but Willis so has one Willis? too we can yeah. we, we know Bruce Willis just from the Die Hard movies alone we know what Bruce Willis sounds like when he's in great pain so. that's true that's true. He doesn't say. So I can imagine Demi Moore trying to take a piece of glass out of his foot in the bathroom. That's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was getting at. <laughs> and the noises he makes. Yeah. So uh, off he goes up the stairs, and we cut down to um, the parking. What do you want to call this, Garrett? You want to call it the garage, don't you? It's a parking garage. Parking garage. It's the uh, car Argyle. park. You call it a car park, in, right? Yeah car park yeah yeah that's uh, good i like it it's where you park your car makes a lot of sense well it's not it doesn't have any trees or or playgrounds or anything. it's a carriage so park it's, kind of... it's a carriage house for cars <laughs> it's where the cars hang out um people like go around in circles and you know have to clean up after all and... argyle is in the in his limo Remind me, guys, what's what's Argyle been up to until this point? Because I did not go back and watch this movie. He's just been hanging out. He's been watching, listening to the news. Yeah, that's all he's been doing. Monitoring CB communication. So he, what what does he know is going on? Anything? He knows pretty much everything. He knows everything. pretty much everything. He's pretty on the top's right? frequency, right? Yep. Right. So, okay. And he, he's unable to get out. I mean, he's not, he doesn't even look like he's trying to get out. He cannot get out. They cannot have closed get out. off the exits to, uh, from the car park there. Right, and then, okay, and then, so then he sees um, Theo, one of my favorite characters in this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. um, come down, get in the back of a van, and then um, this ambulance, is, is it a, it's a fire department vehicle, right? It's, it's not an a ambulance. Vehicle, it? It's yeah. an ambulance. They used to look yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. The ambulance? Yeah. I mean, it was the 80s, so. Why, why <laughs> does it say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does it say fire? It says fire department on the side of the truck. Because right? fire departments have well, ambulances yeah. too. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Nice. Oftentimes, first responders are firemen because they are also cross-trained in both firefighting and paramedic duties. Exactly. So why is Argyle then so confused as to what's going on 
Well, so he knows what's going on via the cops and the and the terrorists. He has no idea what the actual plan is. So this whole bait and switch with the with the ambulance and the fire department, you know, like fake out type thing. Like he doesn't know what's going on. He just sees this this crazy guy like putting on a jumpsuit and like driving a van out of the back of a truck. He's like, yeah. what the heck? I think anytime you see an ambulance come out of the back of a truck, you're going to go, what? <laughs> that's not, the, yeah, that's not a normal way of going about happen. it. That doesn't yeah. normally happen. That's not something that happens in America. Never. It never happens. Only uh, in the yeah, movies. but, it's, but he, he's in a specific situation where he knows that there are bad guys who have taken over the building. And so it just didn't seem to me that it would be that confusing as to what's happening. I think his confusion is more like, what is he doing? Rather than like, oh, he's like more like, oh, that bad guy's up to something. Not what is going on. He's not trying to make sense of the reality in front of him. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to put it together in the context of what's going on over the evening. Yeah, if he was actually confused, he wouldn't make such a, a decisive choice in the next minute. Oh yeah, he knows well, what he's going to do. If you were like confused, you wouldn't do what you're going what he ends up doing at all. He knows that's a bad guy. He's just like, wow, what is this? Like, even McLean doesn't know mm. that they're trying to get, make a getaway out of an ambulance in the you know car. Park yeah, that hasn't been to explain so. to him at all. He has no idea what the what the side. Or to us. Yeah. Or to like, us. Keep in mind, yeah. this is an audience surrogate sort of situation where yeah. we're asking, mm. like, wait, what is this going? We didn't know there was an ambulance in there or any of that stuff. So. That's true. It's a very bouncy ambulance, isn't it? Good shocks. Yeah. Um, the ramp as it's coming down always bothered me about how, uh, <laughs> like with the shocks of the ambulance and how it just kind of like dipped down a little bit. I was like, that was really close to not happening. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you think that an ambulance like this really would have that kind of suspension? Well, I think part of the thing is like, we don't ever really see vehicles put to that sort of like, like I said, you don't normally see vehicles driving out of the back of other cars. So the whole like shock system, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty responsive. Yeah. But normally it's very low to the ground, and the worst you see is like you're trying to go over a speed bump or something like that. So this he is comes uh, down it's just, pretty quick, doesn't he? he, he, he pulls he's confident it out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, he does. He pulls it out with confidence. Yeah, he's yeah. also like a computer jockey. He might not be like the greatest driver either. He's not the getaway guy. Yeah, he's not oh, the real man. Think, yeah, right. I mean, he yeah, didn't yeah. wait, or was he, he was driving when they um, arrived initially? Carl gets out the, or uh, no, he's mm. in the passenger seat when he yeah. when he gives the uh, the description of the Laker game right before they shoot the security right. guard. The quarterback right. is toast. <laughs> Over to Worthy, back to Magic. I can't remember. It's all the '80s Lakers. He describes yeah. every one of the legendary oh, right. the 80s, '80s Lakers yeah. in that moment. Boom, two points to Worthy. Boom, two points. Yeah, James Worthy, AC Green. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we are going to have to wait until uh, tomorrow to find out what Argyle does because we then go back up uh, to Bruce and he comes at the, he comes around the corner here and there's some sparks going off and such like that. And, Although uh, you do see he doesn't leave a blood trail he is. as he's walking right. on this yeah, reflective floor. He's, got he's his not. Feeties on. Yeah. Well, he, he also <laughs> yeah. was just in that water maybe for the moment. You think he at least mm. have wet footprints? Yeah, he should have it wet does, footprints then. You're right. Does he not? It should be a little bloody water. Yeah, does not work. Because no with the blood, because of the blood on the uh, on the window. I mean, come on. I mean, that was that was a lot mm. of blood. I, I'm starting to worry about his like you know blood loss content. Like, is he gonna start getting lightheaded from that? Oh, he's out of blood completely. Oh, he ran oh, out. That's, that's why. He's tough. That's definitely what it he's is. So he's so tough. He's got that New York toughness. You're like, I don't, yeah. I don't, need, I don't blood. need blood. I don't need blood. What he does have though is he has a massive limp. He is limping, which this, that yeah, that is on point. He did not, but he did not have this limp when he was 
gone up the stairs earlier in this minute. Well, it's because with that, you got to like, you know, limping is a walking no. thing. He was running. George, don't try ah. to justify it, George. Well, you always do that to me. I always make these points. <laughs> well, I'm just know, saying there's a different in your stride blah, blah, when you're blah, blah, running blah. versus and stairs. It's like a different ambulatory nah. fashion. You will go back and watch that, George. He does not have a limp when he's going up the stairs. I mean, I have watched that a couple of times, and I just keep noticing the Christmas tree falling over. Yeah. Yeah. But even because I'm trying to defend George here, but he keeps interrupting me. Um, (laughs) I do that. He does that a lot, too. It is a little different because he is kind of like sneaking up, like George said. uh, But also generally, again, coming to fear when you're scared of something you kind of shut off different aspects. And when you're mm-hmm. trying to get out of an area, limping is something that, yes, you would do. But if you're like just trying to go and you're trying to be sneaky, I wouldn't, I would just put my full weight on stuff. Cause I'd be like, I got to get yeah. out of here. But then when he yeah. gets upstairs, it's a little quieter. And then he can focus on mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with his poor little body. He's like, Oh, my foot hurts. Dang. I forgot about that. He's going to have such an adrenaline headache when all this is over. Well, I was like, I had a, crazy woman chased me around the city a few weeks ago and I slipped and I fell and I really fucked up my knee. Was this and, a homeless sorry. woman? No, it was not a homeless woman, which is even crazier, but I fell and I really jacked my knee and I didn't feel it for another half hour later. Cause my adrenaline, was the adrenaline. So yeah. Yeah. It's recoursing. So mm. why, why did you get chased by a crazy woman? Well, if you tuned into unlimited lives podcast, George, you would have heard all about that story. Thanks, Neil. Neil listened to it in very real time. Aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Because when you, you on your way you to a live stream? recording the show? Yeah, I was on the way to the show. Yeah. And I was a half and you were hour late, late for the show. Yep, yeah, you I had were to late hide for the show. in a stranger's apartment until the cops came to save me from this crazy woman. What? Yeah. Yeah. Go, no wonder you want to move. The show. <laughs> it's, it, it, was from the, it was from the 3rd of January, and the title of the podcast episode is Crystal Gets NYC'd. Yay! Oh my gosh! Thanks, Neil. Stalker. I do have that on my phone. I, I, I don't know that off by heart. It's one of the uh, <laughs> most listened to uh, <laughs> podcasts. Is is it right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a really funny one. But I mean, you know, for the wrong reasons. Obviously, it's not a nice thing to go right. through. But yeah, there you go, George. So you want to know more about that? Go you also got well. The, you also got chased by that one homeless guy who cornered you in the vestibule of some building, like you know, and yeah, of my building, it. and threw yeah. pee at my window. Yeah, and luckily oh I got God. in the door on time, or that pee would have been on me. <laughs> I love it. I don't think here. you should live in New York. <laughs> 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 well, so we're 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 back, kind of upstairs with McLean, and he hears um he hears. The bad guys and Holly, doesn't he? And this is when he starts to think, right, okay, what's the plan? And he checks he checks the magazine, his gun. So what do we think he's got? Has he got no bullets in this gun now? Because I couldn't really tell. His uh, submachine gun, yes, he is out of bullets in that. He pops it out, out, clip is so, empty. Right, empty clip. Uh, and then we cut to, to a very dusty-looking Holly McLean. Very. Yeah, very dusty. Kind of, very dusty. That, that's quite upsetting for me. That, it reminds me of, of this stuff. Have you, any of you seen the live action Pippi Longstocking with Eileen Brennan? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that one bit where she gets caught up in a trap and like she's covered in dust and someone tries to help her. And she goes like, this is like, don't, 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 don't do, you know, this like, hand flappy like motion. They're like, this, for some reason, that reminds me of that. It's because, <laughs> yeah. Pippi Longstocking, Eileen Brennan, check it out. 
I love Holly's line here. Uh, yeah, just the frustration like, that when you wait around to, while the building falls down around your ears is such a mom line. It sounds like <laughs> she's tired of this bratty kid, like not doing yeah. what he's supposed to do, and like to have the building fall down around your ears is something my mom would say, like the around your ears metaphor. You know that kind yeah. of. Oh, it's so mom-like, so, so perfect. She's really great. Bonnie Bedelia, really awesome. She is great in this, isn't she? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the end of the minute. I, I, I didn't really have much more in this minute. Yeah, this is, a, this is an establishing minute for sure. Yeah. We see that his gun is empty. We see that uh, he both limps and doesn't limp based on his adrenaline level. And we see that the oh. elevator is very polite when it explodes. Yeah. And we, and we see Hans is still lugging stuff out the the safe, isn't he? That's a lot of bearer bonds. bonds. Yeah. Well, we're going to see some of those tomorrow, I think. But, um, well, I mean, if it's a pretty short episode compared to the other ones we had, but why don't we close it out there and um, head on into tomorrow in minute 120. Um, sound all right, guys? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Well, go to diehardminute.com. Go to uh, moviesbyminute.com. Is, what is it? Moviesbyminutes.com? Yep. Moviesbyminutes.com. Moviesbyminutes. Right. Moviesbyminutes.com to see all the shows, uh, including uh, John's show, uh, Alien Minute, including our show, Mogwai Minute. And Crystal, what does it include for you? It includes my show, The Fifth Element. Minute. As well as guest appearances on almost all the others. As well as guest appearances. Mm. Guest experiences? Guest yes. appearances. <laughs> cool. And I've talked a bit about Unlimited Lives. Would you like to tell listeners what Unlimited Lives is all about? Sure. If you want to come listen to a bunch of comedians talk about video games for an hour, you could do that on iTunes at Unlimited Lives Radio. And we also stream live. Uh, we stream the podcast live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Unlimited Lives Radio every Thursday at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Fun. It's a and really good show. You can follow it on Twitter if you want. It's unlimited SXM. And thank there you. you go. Thank you for all the, the nice words about it, Neil. Oh, also That's follow Unlimited funny. Lives Radio on Twitch, and you can watch them stream it as well. Yeah, and we because we stream Dungeons and Dragons every every week. Tuesday. Tuesday at around seven thirty eight p.m. Uh, on Tuesdays, and George is on the, the, the Dungeons and Dragons team as well. I am as well. What are you, George? Are you some sound like an orc or something? Or I am a wizard, Neil. Like a, a wizard who turns into a troll. Fancy. <laughs> no, there you go. Close. That was then. surprising the first time it happened. Yeah, that was, that was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Such a nerd. Well, there you go. All right. So come back tomorrow, listeners, <laughs> for some more of the same. And, uh, I don't know, you got something for this one, actually? Unlimited Lives Minute! Perfect. Oh, wrong show? <laughs> Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.